less experienced ad managers will throw out numbers like this was your reach and you know this is how many impressions we got that to me is not a number that is going to mean a lot to a client if it doesn't translate to leads or sales or you know again whatever the end goal is Hi, my name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else Podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. Hi, guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Karen. She's a friend of mine. She's a Facebook ads expert. We have met through the online business world, and there is no other person that I would have talked to you about Facebook ads. This is something um, that I get asked about, and I am certainly not the expert, so I decided to bring Karen on to talk a little bit more about uh, Facebook ads, how they integrate in your business, how you can use them for your launches and your products, and yeah, she's going to get you the lowdown. So welcome. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you, Sarah, and so excited to chat through Facebook ads. I could talk about this all day. So I'm so excited that we're going to be diving into this and just demystifying some of the lies that are out there and really giving people the information that they need to get started with Facebook ads, right? So um, let me just a little bit about me. So um, my name is Karen and I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. Um, I have an agency, Golden Coast Marketing, where we specialize in Facebook and Instagram ads, email marketing, and overall funnel strategy and consulting. Um, And what I always love to tell my clients is this is not something where I, we put together an ad for you and then we just leave you to figure out the rest. You know, what I I love about our funnel consulting arm is the fact that we look through everything and make sure that all of the pieces in your launches and your campaigns and everything that's happening in your business, as far as like this digital marketing um, effort goes, is working efficiently and really making sure that clients get the most out of like their, their dollars, right? Their marketing dollars. So that's really something that I love to help clients with. Um, and I'm so excited that we're going to get to dive into, you know, what it takes to be successful with Facebook ads. So yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, I've worked with Karen professionally. Um, you know, we've worked with clients together and uh, she was the first person that introduced me to Facebook ads. And I remember when we first started working with her and she was showing, I mean, the detail that she gave and like showing the back end and the foresight that you had when when we were doing, you know, just everything that we were trying to do and like, hey, we're going to promote this at this time. We need to do this. If you listened to my episode on um, like mistakes I've made during a launch, if you heard the tip on taking out your header on your opt-in page, like that was Karen who told me that <laughs> because we were getting so many, such a bad bounce rate. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, I can't wait. So um, in terms of like Facebook ads and your clients, what are they actually like advertising. 
Yeah. So we work with a wide range of clients. We work with anything from coaches who are, you know, doing launches for group courses. Uh, we work with coaches who do one-on-one packages. Um, we work with people who are selling memberships. Uh, I have a lot of like health and fitness clients. So sometimes it's, you know, right now with everything that's happening, a lot of on-demand gym memberships, a lot of, you know, short eight-week, 12-week programs. Um, so, so we're doing a lot of that. We also have some e-commerce clients. Um, so everything from pet supplies to jewelry, uh, everything in between. Um, I've done Facebook ads for conferences. Um, I've done Facebook ads for um, political candidates. So there's, you know, what I love about Facebook ads is that you can use it to leverage so many different endeavors. And that's how a lot of my clients will grow with Facebook ads. You know, it may start out with a group program and then it'll be, you know, I'm, I'm now doing this women's summit and I want to, you know, get people to sign up and buy tickets. So, you know, I, I want to go ahead and do that. And sometimes it'll be like, I actually want to, you know, I've created a platform where other coaches can, can kind of chat, like how do we let them know about it? And so there's so many different like routes and venues So I would say we use um, Facebook ads to amplify your offer, you know, whether that's a physical product, an online product, services, et cetera. Um, You know, we've done a little bit of work with some brick and mortars, uh, hair salons, things like that. So uh, really, like I I would say anyone who wants to make sure that their product gets put in front of the right people can really benefit from Facebook ads. Do you need to, I mean, Facebook ads are great because I think that they're so accessible, but (laughs) at the same time, it's a little bit intimidating. Is there like a certain level of business that you need to be at in order to start investing in Facebook ads? Because it is an investment. And I think that, you know, people want to know like at what level, what do I need to have in place before I do this? Um, You know, am I too small? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, one of the best visual examples that one of my coaches use is uh, Facebook ads is like adding fuel to a fire. So you have to have a fire in order to amplify, right? You need something to amplify. So the person that will benefit the most from Facebook ads is someone who has already beta tested their offer in some way. So even if that's just, hey, I, I did a small cohort and five people signed up, you know what, that's proof of concept. Those five people went through it. They can let you know what they liked, what they didn't like, how it can improve, et cetera. Plus you've actually gotten someone to pay you for this thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) So those are the people that will benefit the most from Facebook ads because one, there's already some initial data. And again, there's already proof that this is something that the market wants. Um, A lot of the times when people don't see the type of success that they're looking for with ads is they're using ads to test out an offering. It's not something that they know people will want. And so then, you know, when people don't buy it, um, it's very easy to, you know, blame the advertising when in fact that initial research hasn't happened to make sure that this is actually a concept that you want to amplify. Yeah, that no, that's so good to hear because I think that people you know, they'll say, oh, I need to sell something, go straight to Facebook ads. And they think that's almost like, that is their proof of concept. (laughs) When in fact, like you need to actually see that there's a market out there. And that really is as easy as having it available and then doing straight, you know, talking to people, hey, I have this, are you interested? And then if people are buying it, they're like, okay, 
great. Now we can move on to like, that's how to get this to more people, not let's exactly. how, you know, how to, how do I sell this at all? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's, uh, that's exactly right. Because you, and you, like you said, it's an investment. You don't want to go and spend, you know, a couple of thousand dollars just to prove that this is not something that, that anybody wants. Um, so yeah, so definitely, I would say that it's not necessarily like, is your business bringing in X amount of revenue? Do you have, you know, X number of employees, but it's really, is the thing that you're trying to advertise been, has there been proven demand for it? Yep. Yeah. So I hear you say like a couple thousand dollars and I'm sure that there's some people that listening that are like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I had a Facebook post that I put money in and I only did like $10 and like, so, but those that's different, right? Those are different from like Facebook ads. And I think they're called like boosted posts or, you know, yes. when Instagram is like, Hey, like this post is doing well, you could boost it. Those are different, right? Those are very different. Yes. So a lot of times people will tell me, um, you know, I've been running ads, et cetera. And then when I look, it's all boosted posts. And so what boosting a post does is you're essentially setting it up for engagement. So, you know, for people to comment, like, maybe share it, et cetera. So uh, another misconception is, oh, I, I boosted this post. I spent, you know, $30, $40 and I didn't get a single sale. I didn't get a single appointment, a single book to call. And <laughs> that's because the objective for that for that boost is engagement. It's not, you know, what would be like a conversion or getting traffic over to your site or for people to view your video. Like boosting a post is really just for engagement. Whereas once you get into the back end and the nitty gritty of Facebook ads, there's so many different conversions. There's layers that happen. There's very specific targeting that can happen with your audiences that you just can't get from just boosting a post. So yeah, they're very different. Um, and if anything, I tell people, you know, boosting a post, does it's, it's not really going to do much. Like, you know, engagement is great, but at the same time, if, if your strategy is, I'm just going to boost a bunch of posts to grow my page, those might not necessarily be your people. And so even if you have 10,000 people that you've gotten through boosting posts or you know, things like that, at the end of the day, are those people going to buy from you? Yeah. Oh, it's very different. And it is very <laughs> discouraging when you feel like you've done so much and put yourself in front of so many people and nothing's happening. And then yeah. you run into the issue of almost having to work backwards because yeah. then your conversion rate is really bad because you've got all these people and nobody buying. And then yeah. your like dollar per, I don't know what it's called. We'll talk about that dollar per person is terrible. And yeah, it's because you aren't targeting those specific people. But there's, you know, there's a very, there's a great way if you're working with somebody like you to really find the people who are going to buy. So yeah. with, um, so, so with that being different from Facebook ads, and you talked about um, like the different, uh, like targeting and stuff like that, there's like a funnel, there's different, um, I mean, you have the terminology for it, but like, can you yeah. break that down a little bit? Like that Facebook ad funnel thing? Yeah. And so, you know, that's another thing that you're never going to get from boosting a post, right, is actually being able to create that client journey. So, for example, uh, let, let's take a launch right now. I have a client that is in the middle of a launch. And so her client journey is, you know, someone who has never heard from her sees an ad for her upcoming masterclass, her live masterclass. You know, they see it, they're interested in it, and you know, they click on the link and they they opt into the masterclass. Then from there, um, while the masterclass, it, we're waiting for it to happen, we're doing some 
um, there we will actually do some videos, there we will actually do some like engagement posts. So, and that is more to keep people warm as they wait. Again, the purpose there actually is just for people to engage. And those are very low, like we will do those campaigns for a dollar a day, because it's just to stay top of mind, but it's not to drive any sales. So we don't want to put too much of our budget in there. Um, then once the masterclass happens, people will start to see our ads for the course, right? And by then they're familiar with the client. So ask Asking for the sale, you know, becomes a lot easier because they've already seen her, they've already um, gone through the class, know what she's about, know what this offering is about, but it's like, hey, here's this course that we're offering, and here's how you can benefit from it, here's how you can sign up, and then the great thing to hear is we will create variations on the ads, right, at every level, because even though you may know who your ideal client is, your ideal client is a multifaceted person, right? So you don't want to just have one version of your ad copy, one version of your creative, because on any given day, your person is going through so many things that there's different pain points that will actually appeal to them and get them to take action, right? So, you know, going back to this, so at the top, we show them ads for the masterclass, they opt into the masterclass. After attending the masterclass, we will then start showing them ads for the actual course, et cetera. And then for those people who show an interest in the course by visiting the sales page, maybe even initiating checkout but not actually completing their purpose, we will do a retargeting ad where it's a very specific, hey, we saw that you, you know, started to purchase this thing. We noticed that you didn't finish. You know, we get it. Investing is scary. You know, this is why we really feel that this is something that's really going to change your mind. Depending on a client, there may be, you know, money back guarantee, et cetera. But we're really taking people through that journey. So if you've never heard of this client, you are not going to see an ad for this course <laughs> because the, there's no way that we just we, we make it so that everything is very targeted, very specific. And again, like, who is this person? Where are they at in, in the funnel? And at every stage, it should be getting smaller and smaller, right? So um, as a tip, the majority of your budget should be going to that top of funnel cold audiences. You want to get as many people as possible into your world so that you can then start to see who's really interested and then take them um, through that journey of what is your value? What is what is your offer? Sorry, you know, what is the value of it? And why do I need it in my life <laughs> right now? Um, and so we'll leverage a couple of different things. And again, the thing about Facebook ads is it allows for you to create this really interesting, you know, roadmap. Like let's say, you know, somebody signs up for the masterclass, but isn't able to attend live. You know, something that has worked really well is, a replay of the masterclass in a Facebook ad. And um, I was actually very happily surprised to see how many people actually set through up to 50% of a 90 minute masterclass on the Facebook platform, because it was something that was of interest to them, but maybe they just weren't able to make the class at the moment. So it's like, hey, here, I will make it easy for you. It's right here in your feed. Go ahead and just watch it, you know? Um, and so Facebook ads allow you to do all of those things and really talk to people where they're at in your funnel versus just boosting a post. And it's something that may not even speak to your audience. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that is just, that was so good. And I remember like one thing you've really taught me and I, what I thought was so interesting when I, when I first started, cause at this point we've done quite a few campaigns together yeah. and I'm like, all right, <laughs> I know Karen, I know what I'm doing sort of. And I remember like, 
it's not just putting out an ad for your product to any, you know, to anybody out there. It really is like putting out ads for the free stuff, which would be like the lead magnet, the webinar, like all that kind of stuff and finding those people that are actually willing to move. Because if you're just casting this wide net to everybody, I mean, you're just not going to get sales because it's, it's kind of like dating. It's like you ask somebody on a date or you not even like you're on Tinder, you swipe and then you match and then you you know, message them, Hey, you want to get married? And it's like, (laughs) what? I don't even know who you are. Like, I just saw you here. I don't know. So no, if somebody's like, you know, if you're on somebody's feed and there's an ad and it's just like, Hey, buy my thing. And they've never seen you before. It's like, what are you doing? Like, no, that's not going to work out. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like Facebook ads is one part of it, right? Like we're creating a whole journey through there, but the overall funnel is once somebody gives you that email, what happens? Like another great example that I love is someone once told me like, you know, think of your funnel as a party and you are the host of your party. So when someone comes to a party that you're having at your house, what do you do? You greet them. You tell them, hey, the snacks are here. The bathroom is here. This is where people are hanging out. Here's the dance floor, et cetera, right? The same thing. When somebody gives you their email, in that intro email, it's like, hey, if you want to learn about you know, me here, put it, put it, put up a link. If you want to learn about X resources, here you go, et cetera, like really help them get to know you, you know, versus a lot of the times people will just get that email and then not direct their audience anywhere. And, you know, it's really hard to nurture people. It's like, once people give you that email, like they are telling you, like, I want to hear from you. I want you to tell me about what you have to offer. Um, And something that we see with a lot of our clients is this fear of asking for, you know, of of like showing what are my services? Um, Because we do have fast action takers, you know, sometimes we have people who sign up for the masterclass, but they're like, well, what's after the masterclass, you know, like, can you tell me? And so we sometimes introduce those things in maybe the second or third, you know, nurture, nurture email when, when we put people into a nurture sequence versus waiting until like five or six, et cetera. Right. And it's really about, again, thinking about, you know, specifically uh, this client, she is a financial coach, right? Like if you're someone who is in debt or maybe, you know, facing foreclosure or your car might get repoed, like you're looking for that answer. And it's like, how can I turn the situation around? And that's someone who may be a fast action taker because they're like, I need to get my money in order (laughs) because I cannot keep doing this. Um, And so really thinking about, again, like, are you telling people how to stay in contact with you? Are you telling people how to learn more about you? And are you showing people why you're the expert, right? Sometimes there's a lot of fear around giving away too much. And honestly, I I have seen this with my clients. I have seen this with myself. The more knowledge you give, the more you position yourself as the expert and the easier it is for people to say, this person knows what they're talking about. I want to work with them. Yeah. It's, it's like every part. I love customer journey. I think I love it. I love making those maps. I (laughs) I think, ah, it's just gives me life. And at every point, like if you're creating your own think, okay, what's next? You know, Mm -hmm. if somebody completes this action, what's next, what else can you give them? What other step do you want them to take? And it'll naturally, you know, you'll see. Yeah where you're leading this person and it should be, you know, an experience. It should not be a very cold, hard email and 
ad on their feed and like that's it it should it should be very targeted to them and so I've absolutely yeah. loved learning from you in that and way like you know Facebook ads are very layered but like email marketing systems are so smart you can tag based on you know if someone visits this page I want you to move them into this nurture sequence because they've shown interest in 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 this offering or you know in this type of service etc like it's so easy to still create a very personalized experience even through automation like I always tell my clients take advantage of that like you know especially on a system like you know convert kit mailer light like they're so user friendly and their customer service is pretty great. So I feel like it, go ahead and take advantage of that. Like you're paying for it, take full of advantage of that to make it as easy as possible for you to show people again, why they should work with you. Yeah. Um, so I, a few weeks ago, I think I asked you a question about like, when I see the ads for like $27 products, $37 products, like the small buy oh, products yeah. <laughs> and um, can you, can you actually like talk about that here? Cause I thought your answer was really interesting. I was like, how does that work? That seems like such yeah. a small thing. Like where does that target? What's the purpose of that? Yeah. So a lot of times those $27, $47 offers are known as a self-liquidating offer. It's a self-liquidating funnel where the goal for those ads is to break even. It is not to make a profit. It is not to get rich off of that. Um, but this way, if you can, you know, set up a successful self-liquidating offer, it's kind of like you're breaking even, you're growing your audience, and you can then, again, nurture those people into some of your higher ticket offers. So definitely, if you have one of those um, offers, it's worth testing, but do not expect that you are going to be able to make all of your money off of that. Because uh, again, the goal there is to break even you know, some people will even take it as like, if I can get back half of my money, because it's a way to still generate leads um, and recoup some of those costs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to put like, like between your lead magnet and then like your higher ticket offer. Like if you're seeing that there is a disconnect where people are downloading your lead magnet, but they're not converting, it's a good way to like, you're already getting like a small investment and, and people's, you know, people value their <laughs> money. And so if they're willing to put your, any amount of money into you, then you're like, all right, you've got them kind of 80% there and yeah. you can move them forward when, you know, as much as I love lead magnets and I will preach about them all day. Don't feel as if you're going to sell somebody on a thousand dollar product from a free PDF kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And the thing about those um, low ticket offers too, is they can be a great way for your audience to get that quick win, right? They buy something for $27. They are, they're able to implement something, you know, get a win, whether that's, you know, getting some of their time back, maybe even getting a sale in their own business, et cetera. And then that helps them be like, okay, this is what I can get for a $27 product. Like I, I now want to learn more about some of these higher ticket offers and feel like this, I, this could be successful for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, if somebody were wanting to, they're like super interested now, they're like, oh my God, you know, I have this set up, or at least I think I do. I know I need to talk to an, a Facebook ads person. What do you need to look for when hiring a f Facebook ads professional? Because I, I am yeah. afraid, you know, I feel so very lucky to have found you, but I, I bet there's not everybody is like you and there's, you know, <laughs> how do you know that you're finding like a legit person? Yeah, so something that I think is um, really important before you even start looking for a person is 
taking the time to ask yourself, what are my KPIs? What are my key performance indicators for success with ads? Uh, a lot of the times, you know, I will I will speak to people and I'll say, okay, you know, you're wanting to sell a hundred courses. What's the cost per acquisition that you're willing to spend on a client? And they'll say, I don't know. And that's where it can then get very murky and it can be really hard to be like, am I getting the results that I want? For, from, from my ads and, and from this individual. So I think the first thing is going through and thinking about what are my numbers? You know, how many people do I need to get into my webinar? How many people do um, what, and this is where, you know, going back to what we first talked about, knowing your numbers, right? Because if you think I need a thousand people in my webinar because I know I have a 20% conversion rate into my paid offer, then it's so much easier for you to be able to say, okay, this is how much I need to spend because this is how much it's going to cost me to get a thousand people into my webinar, which will then translate to X amount of people into my course, etc. So that's the first thing is taking a look at that. And once you know your numbers, you can then ask yourself, okay, do I have this in the budget for my business? Because a lot of the times what will happen is, you know, after the first month, people will be like, oh my God, I haven't made a million dollars. And you know, what? why isn't it working? When in fact, it, it could be working just fine. So um, definitely the, the first thing is thinking about your numbers and then thinking about what do I need from this relationship? So for example, a lot of my clients are very busy, busy entrepreneurs. So they are looking for a Facebook ads manager who, you know, this is not their first rodeo. They've done this a lot of the times. They don't care about learning Facebook ads and they just need someone that's going to be able to tell them, here's a checklist. This is what I need. And then be able to run from there, you know, take it, take it from there and really get their ads off the ground, figure things out and pivot. Right. Whereas someone else might say, you know, I, I want to hire someone, but I want to make sure that they take the time to show me how the system works um, and really like walk me through all of their strategy. And so I would say this, the second thing, once you know your numbers is really thinking about what you need to get out of that relationship with your ads manager. You know, do you want to go through every little step with them or are you really looking to hand it off to an agency and just you go back to doing what you do best and they just they just worry about getting you those qualified leads and you guys meet you know every x amount of time like i meet with clients once a month we do you know weekly looms for them and that works because they're busy right they can look at their weekly video you know whenever whether it's at 7 a.m 10 p.m etc so i would say that that's definitely very important so what are my numbers what kind of relationship do I need to have with my ads manager? And then once you're interviewing people, get a feel for, you know, what, what their background is and like what their experience, because again, there's so much that you can do with Facebook ads. Um, you know, do you want to find someone that specifically works with course creators, someone who focuses a lot on launches, someone who works with tech startups, someone who works with a lot of like e-commerce, et cetera. And so really looking at, um, you know, kind of what's their background? Have they ever done this before? I think sometimes that's a really good 
question to ask because it's easy to find someone who will do an ad for you for very cheap, but then in the end, it can cost you a lot because it may be something where they don't have the expertise to pivot as needed, especially for a launch. I think that's really important because you really are against the clock. And it's like, if we're not hitting those KPIs, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to make it happen? What are we going to change? What other audiences are we testing? You know, um, So it's just really important to think about what experiences do I need this person to have to make sure that I'm going to be able to reach my goals. Yes. So I would say those are definitely the top three things. KPIs, what type of a relationship do we need? And, you know, what types of projects have they worked on before? Yeah. I, oh, I remember like there's going to be so many questions that you aren't going to anticipate. For instance, this last week, me and Karen are working on a project together and you know, I was able to ask her like, Hey, you know, what assets do we need? And she sent me a wonderful list. Like we need this many videos about this. We need this many graphics. We need this many photos. Like, you know, if I would, you know, you know, now, now I know what I know. If I were like helping somebody hire a Facebook ads person, if they came to me and said, all right, so like, what do you want on your ads? And I'd be like, excuse, because like, I don't know. Cause it's something that you don't think about. Cause yeah. you know, we had to learn, okay, you know, what do, what makes a good ad graphic? Because you don't yeah. want, say you're getting a graphic designer or you're having your manager do it, whatever. You want to make sure that every piece of what you're doing is very intentional. And yeah. it's just not something that I would have thought of before I started working with you. I had no idea about, you know, best practices and about videos and how to use videos to convert and about the photos and the copy and what to say and what to use and the headlines and the buttons and like, all these types of things, that's something that, you know, we love working with you because you always have that in mind. And we can even say like, hey, we're going to do our graphics over here. Like we've got our graphic designer, but what do we need to keep in mind as we're designing them? And you're able to say, you know, here's how everything fits in the grand scheme of things. So this is what you need to have on there. And we're like, yes, you see it from that bird's eye view exactly. and are able to give us the details. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's something where, you know, that's, that's really important to me with my clients is any questions that you have, I am always there to answer them. You know, something that is a, <laughs> a bit of a pet peeve of mine is um, when ads managers request that clients don't have access to their ad account. That has never been my policy. You know, transparency is so huge for me. You know, again, you and I have worked on projects together before. It's like, hey, let's go through the account. Here's what's happening. You know, you can go in anytime and see what's happening, what's being drafted, what's been changed, everything, how much have we spent, all of those things. And that's something that is really important to me because it, it empowers my clients to make better decisions. And, and again, this is going back to that. Um, sometimes people will hold back information out of fear. And to me, the more I empower my clients, the more they love me, the more they stay, you know, our retention rates as an agency are so good. And I, I think a big part of it is clients know that they can say, I got this message in ads manager, or I, I got this notification, you know, and, and I can be like, Hey, yeah, we got it. This is what this is. You know, here's an article. If you want to read more about about it, but you don't have to work on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a red flag. If they yeah. are like, no, like you can't see the back end. I mean, I, I guess, you know, at first I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to touch that. But then, you know, you, you're so good about sending the loom videos and being like, Hey, like this is where it's where everything is. You know, there are certain, you know, whenever we had to give you like 
admin status on like accounts. You're like, Hey, like here's, here's literally like a 90 second video on how to do it. And I was like, great. This is so quick. This is so seamless. This is so easy. Whenever I had a question, I could email you and you are so good at explaining things like down to the wire. You're like, you know, here's all the information, like where you can find that, but then here's what you need to know. And here's what's important right here. And here's what's not important. And it's always been, I'm like, ah, there is no one better. I will never, never recommend anyone else. I'm like, everybody needs a Karen. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That really makes like my day. Yeah. And and that's what I want. You know, I want clients to feel like this is a true partnership because at at the end of the day, it's their money on the line. It's their business. And and we want to make sure that we're, you know, reaching the right people. Um, Another thing is once you've, you know, maybe made the decision to work with someone and reports start rolling in, it's, you know, taking a look at the metrics. I I know sometimes less experienced ad managers will throw out numbers like this was your reach. And, you know, this is how many impressions we got. That to me is not a number that is going to mean a lot to a client if it doesn't translate to leads or sales or, you know, again, whatever the end goal is. And again, that's where I really want to go. And, you know, and empower my clients and say, hey, this is how many leads we got this week. This is our average cost per lead. Industry standard is X. This is where we're at. So we're either, you know, within that or these are the changes we've made to get closer to that number. And, you know, in, in, even in the work that we've done together, when when we first started, you know, it was like brand new pixels, brand new yeah. information gathering. And, and you saw that trend where it was like cost per lead started you know, at X and it was higher than what we wanted it to. And eventually we got to that goal of like under, you know, $2, under $1.50, you know, and and that's seeing that progression, I think also helps clients be like, oh, okay, I understand that we need to test things. We need to see what works and being able to go in and see all of that work happening really helps them to be like, okay, someone's taking care of me. Someone's, you know, making sure that my business is moving in the right direction. Yeah. You have to have trust in your Facebook ads manager because it is a long game. You think that ads are a short game. It is not. It is a long game and it is a lot of experimentation, but you it's calculated in experimentation. And if you have yes. a good Facebook ads manager, they will understand the intention behind every move. Even if like, I mean, we've had those moments where I was like, this is the number that you said we should have, you know, what are we doing wrong? And you're like, no, no worries. Like this is where we are in the journey and we are exactly where we need to be. And this is what we're doing. And this is what we're moving towards. And we've, you know, we could have complete trust in you to walk us through that knowing that, Hey, like we're getting to where we need to be. And we're, you know, this is what you got to go through because it is, I mean, as much as you're walking your own client through a customer journey, you're going through that journey to acquire those leads, to acquire those kind of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what I always tell people too, is the more data you get, uh, again, everything within Facebook is a test. And once you test something and you can realize it doesn't work, that's so powerful for your business moving forward. Um, Because again, I think sometimes people will look at something and say, oh, you know, we tried this and it didn't work and think of it as a failure. And it's like, no, now you know, okay, you spent $100 on this and maybe you didn't get you know, any leads or maybe you didn't get any sales, 
but now you know better than to try to create a whole course out of this concept or you know put in a thousand dollars or make this the freebie that you're going to use for a whole launch you know and so i always tell people even when facebook ads quote unquote fail there's there's never any failure there's always a lesson in order to help you go ahead and create something better create something that your audience is really going to go crazy for you know and I've seen that, you know, with, with clients and even, you know, having one offering and the cost per lead is just not where it's at. And it's like, okay, what are the real pain points, you know, for, for your ideal client? What are, what do they really need to hear from you, et cetera. And then for this particular client, we did a whole revamp, we did a brand new webinar and leads were coming in like bananas at 70 cents, 68 cents. Because no it way. Was, Yes, it was this message that their audience was dying to hear because all of the experts in the industry were saying, you got to do it this way. And then here comes this person and says, actually, if you do it this way, I, you know, this is how you can do that successfully if that's the way you want to run your business. And so that's something that we would have never gotten to if we hadn't, quote unquote, failed at this other idea first. Wow, that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, oh, just talking to you, I, oh, I love every time I speak to you. I knew this was going to be fantastic. I knew I was like, I have to get Karen on because you get so much <laughs> knowledge to give. Where can people find you? If people want to hire you, which, you know, I will give out my personal endorsement for Karen every single day. I She oh. is such a professional. <laughs> she is such a fabulous person to work with. If you want somebody to work with you like you are on a team, Karen's your gal. So where can they find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram at Golden Coast Marketing. Uh, and there, if you want to learn more about, you know, how we approach our client work, see some testimonials, some case studies, there's a link in my bio where you can learn more about me, learn about like everything that we do as an agency. But um, Instagram is where I'm at. You can see all the photos of my new puppy. You can get some business tips and just hang out. Yeah. So yeah. follow me on Instagram at Golden Coast Marketing. Woo. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been Thank an absolute de- delight as always. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.